Show. I'm your host, Mr. G. Hart, and I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we have a wonderful show scheduled uh, for you this evening, uh, and a show I titled "The Next Time." <laughs> the next time a person using the term "level up," uh, next time you see a black person using the term "level up," please clap the hell out of them. And um. This is a term that has been widely used uh, for people of color uh, for several years now. But I mean, for several years. And uh, even the um, artist, and a wonderful sister, shout out to her, Sierra, made a song about it last year called, uh, a year or two, called Level Up. And um, the heart of the show really comes from a, a, a young sister uh, on, on Facebook. Uh, she made the comment about <clears throat> going into 2020, uh, how are people going to level up? And, um, and, and for this reason is why I really decided uh, to do this show because uh, when you look at the term level up, man, uh, it's a singular word, level up. Cause so, it, so again, individualism. And there's nothing wrong with uh, uh, people accomplishing things and achieving things in their, in their lifetime because we should, we should uh, look to achieve and, and, and to grow as individuals, but, but in a group setting. Meaning when, when you have a family and you begin to excel in your work or your business, you're not leveling up. You're creating a legacy for your family <laughs> and not just individuals. Set. And, and, and there's so many uh, groups that are on, uh, on social media. Uh, they focus on uh, uh, money. Businesses and 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 uh, and, and uh, personal goals. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But but um, uh, this method of uh, and this mindset of thinking, uh, yeah, yeah, I got mine. I got my business. And look at me, you know, I'm, I'm puffing my chest out, my chest out. It still keeps us in the same role as owning. Basically nothing, because we because 
no, no matter how much you, we level up as, as they say, we still only control nothing. We don't have a, 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 a community, per se, as our dear brother Dr. Claude Anderson uh, said on The Breakfast Club uh, just uh, a couple weeks ago when he was on there. He said, name one black community that we, that we own and control as far as uh, how we feed ourselves, how we clothe ourselves. There's not one in the entire United States of America. There's a ton of millionaires <laughs> and some billionaires. But again, we barely own our homes. Yeah, we may have a few businesses here and there and, and so on and so forth, and, and that's a wonderful thing. But this mindset of leveling up is basically saying, I got, I got, I got mine, you better get yours. And that's, and that's why I said the next time you hear a person uh, uh, talking about yelling, uh, leveling up, we can slap the hell out of them. Even when you look at the, the, the definition, the urban dictionary, they first said that the term level up means when a player of a video game has earned enough experience points to acquire a new level in a game, and I'm paraphrasing. Then the, then the singular term, gaming video games, to, pro, pro, to progress to the next level of players, character stats, experiencing points, in the role-playing game. And then they finally added a few years ago, uh, make moves in your life or your career. Or as they put it, hey, congratulations, you got that record deal. You, you, you just, uh, uh, as they say, you just leveled up. So amazing, man. So, so amazing that here we are, in 2019 and on the verge of 2020, and still today we're not working together and, and practicing group group economics. We're so so busy, want to stunt and want to brag about, oh yeah, I'm out here in Hawaii, living my best life, all this foolishness. Because the system says y'all can't work together. Now, Willie Earl, you can't you can't trust Tyrone. That nigga's a liar. Yes, sir, boss. And that same spirit that carries on to be in twenty nineteen, heading into twenty twenty, whether it be male or female, the lack of trust and unity with one another. And your sister asked tonight, same sister who, who talked about leveling up, she posed a question of and I'm paraphrasing, but she posed the question of do do you think going into 2020 that black people will, will be able to work together and create businesses just for black folk? I'm, I'm, again, I'm paraphrasing, but she but but, but she's basically saying will we ever will, we, will it ever come to a time when when black folks will have all black everything? 
that we'll, we'll be trading and, and, and so on and so forth with one another. Because remember this, in Black Wall Street, the dollar, they said the dollar changed 35 to 1,000 times. <laughs> that means you didn't, you didn't deal with nobody that did not look like you. And there were millionaires in that town. A little more than 50 years after slavery, you had 10 blocks, start off one block, up to 10 blocks, airlines, <clears throat> airline, bus stations, banks, beauty salons, clothing stores, shoe stores, hair stores, insurance companies, retirement uh, companies, investment firms. Less than 50 years, a little more than five, about 55 years after slavery, this is what these black folks did on one accord. Colleges too, universities. And you'll see there sitting there talking about level up. Start a business. Do this. And, and, and again, that's fine. But, but, but what good is leveling up if all you're going to do is spend 90, 98%, as Dr. Claude Anderson tells us, 98% of, of, of our wealth we spend with folk that, that, that don't look at us. As fast as we get it, we run the shit right, right, right out of where we stay at. But Joe Silly is talking about leveling up. Sounds like more like you're trying to white up. I'm going to play this insert by our dear brother, Dr. Claude Anderson. He was on the Rock Newman show uh, a few years ago, and he's talking about group ep- economics among a few of the things here. You have not moved one iota in acquiring the most significant and the most important thing in our society. It is not civil rights. It is not integration that will give you equality and equal opportunities. It is what you own and control that makes a difference in your society. If you own and control nothing, you'll get nothing. There is no equal opportunity without having the equal amount of resources and power and wealth to be able to carry it out. Dr. Anderson, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much, Rock, for inviting me to be on your show. I look forward to being on your show because it, I can't think of a better person to be with, particularly one who's to train boxers. <laughs> well, I'll make sure I leave all those skills underneath the table as we talk here today. Um, Dr. Anderson, I would like to start this discussion and try to frame it for those who know you and for those who viewers who may not know you. Oftentimes when proponents of black equality and liberation express strong views, they may be telling a strong and accurate truth, but they get criticized, you get criticized, for talking that black stuff and the sense that when you talk about black empowerment, you are in some way discriminating against white people or others, how do you address that? Well, very simply, uh, Rock, first of all, let them know that every group on this earth understands that you're in a team relationship. Racism is a team sport. It came into existence as a team. You play as a team or you lose by default. 
And only with black folk do people get upset when black folks start talking about coming together and uniting and working together and cooperating together, buying from each other and supporting each other. You know why? For a simple reason that everybody understands. You come together and unify, that signifies strength. And right now, everybody right now is pimping and hustling black folk. They've been pimping and hustling black folk for four or 500 years. We spend approximately 97% to 98% of all our money outside of our own community, as an example. And we don't practice group economics. We don't practice group politics. All that makes, when we spend 98% of all our money outside of our community, what that does, it makes the other groups enriched. They now are living off of two incomes. They live off of 100% of their money and 98% of our money. And what are we left with is 2%, where everybody else is living off of 100 and 98% of everything. We live off of 2%, which makes it impossible. And so you start talking about unifying black folk. That's a threat. They'll say, you're going to cut off your money from us? You're going to, do, you're going to cut off? We, we're living off of two incomes. You're going to reduce us down to one income? That's a threat to them. Also, it's a threat when you start talking about unifying blacks and looking out for your own people. That means political possibility of uniting as a political force in this country, which nobody wants to see. That's a threat because all the rest of the people in society are living privileged lifestyles based on what they came in here and got with, as immigrants. Black folk have never had those, those, those lifestyles. So, yes, it's a threat to them. You have uh, forcefully suggested that that is by design, that where black folks are in America today, to some extent throughout the diaspora, mm-hmm. let's talk about America today, is clearly by design. How do you defend those who simply say, look, we come here, you're here, and in America, there is the pursuit of happiness, life, and liberty. So you, sir, are dwelling on the negative and dwelling in an area of impossibility as opposed to possibility. Well, you absolutely, your first statement was right on, on point. First of all, it was by design. Your Constitution itself boxed black folk in. We've been boxed in by the United States Constitution because the, the original Constitution spelled out specifically what, how black folk would be treated in this country. You just mentioned something about we come here look, searching for life, liberty, and pursuit of, of, of happiness. That was not what it was talking about originally in the Constitution. That originally, when Jefferson and Madison wrote the Constitution, they were talking about life, liberty, and pursuit of property. Because in the Constitution, black folk were defined as property, three-fifths of a human being uh, equal to, to a uh, field animal, and you were treated as property. There's nothing in the Constitution that addressed the issues of black folk. We are locked in box into the Constitution. And until we go back and address that issue, black folk can never get out of it. And you can't get out of it secondarily, out of this box, because the United States Supreme Court put the lock on the box. The United States Supreme Court right now says, let's go back to the original intent of the Constitution, which says black folks should be three-fifths of a human being, property, and equal to a field animal. That's throughout the Constitution. It's never changed. And the United States Supreme Court then, in the Madison and Balfour decision in 1803, said that we're going to make sure that we abide by that. And then later on in 1857, in the Dred Scott decision, says black folk have no rights that white folks are bound to respect. The Constitution have you locked and boxed, and the United States Supreme Court can make sure you never get out of that box. That is the most racist organization in America. Fifty-seven of the first people appointed to the United States Supreme Court were slave owners, and subsequently most of them have been racist. So you're not going to get out of the box unless you go back and address these issues structurally on behalf of black folk. 
Yeah, man, that's Dr. Claude Anderson from the Rock and Lumi Show back a few years ago. And he's talking about um, the scenarios of, of what's happening to us as a, as a group of people. We, we, we cannot win this thing is why I brought this thing to you on an individual level. And, and if we're going to be going into a new year, uh, we must have a new mindset. And I, I heard a brother uh, uh, said um, he was talking about Dr. Claude Anderson. I forgot your brother's name, but he made the, he made the point to say that we can't do, you know, we, we can't do the things that happen. I mean, the things that that, that were that were created uh, ten, twenty plus years ago, uh, we can't do them. Uh, in today's uh, methodology of, of thinking, of critical thinking, whatnot, I beg to differ. Because one thing about white supremacy, they ain't changed one damn bit. Oh, oh, they may have, you know, added a few things, but the, the system has never changed. The, the system it, it, it has, has been built 400 years ago. And they they stayed true to their code from day one. We believe in it. Everything that worked for us, we've abandoned. Not knowing that you progressing, or you or, or quote unquote you leveling up, they care nothing. They care nothing about that. That that is meaningless to them. That you see Jay Z making a billion dollars, uh, 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 Dr. Dre a billionaire. Uh, you can name them all. Who, who, Oprah a billionaire, Tyler Perry, on the way to be a quote unquote billionaire. That means nothing to them because you still are under under their thumb. So they, they don't, it, all these people I mentioned and 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 and, and, and hundreds of more, they have no power. Therefore, they can't do one thing iota for their people because they are called in what they call the matrix. They're called in the system of racism, white supremacy. And yet the, the one thing that they do fear, believe it or not, is unification because they understand and understand that that is the thing that they, they, they could not they could not overpower with unification of a people. Back then, when, when we, whenever we did a boycott, uh, the, the boycott may last three months, six months, e- e- even a year or so, as with the busing situation, and it devastated them. I mean, I mean, it, it, it crippled the, their their economy, as, as Dr. Claude just told you. They they working on two incomes, theirs and ours. <laughs> so so, you know, the system is rigged. But when you take away our income, they they ain't no better than me and you. But but that 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 only can happen through unification and nothing else. I'm going to put an insert from our dear sister, uh, Shiraz. We'll see her name, right? I always, her name is um, 
Shahiraz Ali. She's talking about the black family and the and the um, and how how the feminism destroyed the U the black family in the U.S. His ideal sister um, Ali Shaharazad Shaharazad Ali. My position is that the black woman's disrespect and rebellion against the leadership and the authority of the black man is a direct cause of the breakdown in our black family structure. And of course, there are many black people who consider those fighting words because as black women, we have never been subject to the kind of examination uh, that our men have been subject to since we have been here. We have been somewhat protected and shielded from any kind of critiquing about our personal behavior, whereas our men have always been up for examination. Um, the book is not an attack on black women. I have never said that all black women do everything that I list in my book. Uh, none of us have lived long enough to do everything that I list in the book, but uh, most of us do some of the things that I have listed in my book. And I do say that it is not because of generalization that we are all victimized by some of the negative patterns of behavior in the book. But the book is Well, I uh, provided 
by not having a father in the home. They don't know how to protect women. They take on uh, black feminine, female emotionism. They're doubtful. They're indecisive. They can't make a decision. They don't know what to do about being a man, so we can't teach them that. We don't have that knowledge. We have daughters who grew up in a home where they don't see any affection, where there's no man there. They go out into the world and try to mate. They don't have no idea how to be no woman to no man, how to function in a house with a man, because they haven't seen it. Most of our children just like us get all the information we have about how you be with a mate off television. It's the only medium that shows us anybody being together. Those rules have not worked for us. The white woman's liberation movement, we don't have anything to do with that. We have not been under the control of the black man for over 500 years, so what do we have to get liberated from them from? They haven't been our boss. That's the white woman and her man. They're going through that, and that's their business. We don't have any business being in there. They only introduced it to break down the civil rights movement. Civil rights movement started with the black man, the black woman, and the black child standing together, trying to plead for a freedom, justice, and equality, and more benefits in the country that they didn't have built. They threw the white woman in there with the women's liberation movement and made it a woman against man thing. That created a big separation between black men and black women because then everybody started going for self. That's the point I want to make. It's a system. It's a system that is, that has been around for decades, and yet, as a people, we're so blind. We don't. Even, we don't. We have no clue. Because we're so busy. Oh no, that was then. We doing different now. You doing the same fucking thing. And and again. They call them the shots. <laughs> They're the ones that are that are narrating and dictating what you should be doing. From homosexuality, from the type of jobs you choose, from where you live and so forth. When all the while you think you're leveling up. And all these things these cute little words, boss up, all these cute words you're saying and you're, and you're part of a system that has divided you as a people. This is amazing, man. This is amazing. And it's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. And that's why I wanted, wanted to bring that to you tonight because if we're going to be moving in, in, in the 2020, you better be unified. You, 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 you must be on one accord. Because all this leveling up and, and, and bragging about you got yours, I got mine, and, 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 and that's a wonderful thing. Because there's, there's a recession coming. I'm, doing, I'm, doing, I'm going to do a, a detailed show on that. There's a recession coming. And if your ass ain't unified in, in, in your said community, there's going to be a lot of robbing, a lot of murders, a lot of crime sprees. Because people are going to be struggling. Because remember, you got yours. I got mine. And your neighbors, if they don't have it, oh well. So that's the type of thing we, 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 we're talking about. 
that you'll be having to deal with. This is very serious. Very serious. I'm going to go back and play this insert by Dr. Claude Anderson. And he's talking about He's talking about the free handout because for some reason black folks always say, um, this is how the wealthy uh, move. This is what they do. Listen, these folks came over here and got a whole lot of free shit. So please stop saying, this is what the wealthy do, and this is how they, they, they move and, and how, how they gain wealth. They gain wealth. They got wealth from unearned income. They didn't, get, they didn't get this crap from hard work, from the blood and sweat of our ancestors. Free labor, free land. So stop sitting there fooling people talking about, well, I'm going to show you how the wealthy move and, and, and what they do to gain wealth. So you're going to show them how to rob, steal, and kill for it? Because that's what they did. Again, I did, brother, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. On the uh, Rock Newman show, talking about the um, the free handouts and the benefits. Because you know why he came here. His ancestors came here to get free handouts. That's why they came here. No immigrant crossed spent three months crossing perilous oceans to get to the United States. Look what happened. They came here to get handouts to get free benefits. Understand this, Rock, and and, and I want your audience to understand it too. Ninety-nine percent of all the black people in America are the direct descendants of slaves which means they were here before 99% of all the other people arrived. All these people are coming to this country boasting about my family came from, from Germany, my parents came from Ireland, my parents came from, from, from Greece or Italy. They came here for a specific reason, to get benefits, to get unearned benefits, to profit and enjoy the fruits of black folks' labor and the Indian land. They, they've already gotten theirs. And now, now what they're saying is that now that we've gotten everything, we've got control of it, we got it free and passed it from generation next generation, we're not going to let you have anything. And see, that's grossly unfair and it's immoral. And the worst thing that our society can, is doing, and they should cease in doing it, is they start equating black folk to all these fabricated groups like minorities and poor folk and people of color and Asians and Hispanics coming into the country. These people coming across this, coming to this country today get unearned benefits to enjoy the fruits of black folks' labor. Nobody shut them down. The Chinese started pouring into the California after the Civil War to get benefits. And the Mexicans, there were no... In, in the Civil War, you had about 6,000 Hispanics in the United States, and now you got about almost 50-some million. They came in looking for benefits. And I heard Jesse, I heard Jesse Jackson say one day that you know all other groups came here seeking a thrill. That, that's why they came. Black folks came here, obviously. That's right, against their will. See, as a black folk are the only non-immigrants. Our our country is structured on immigrant rights to give them benefits. Black folk are the only non-immigrants in this country. I know people always say, well, Indians are immigrants. Indians are the Indians were the original people. No, they were not. The original people in this country were black folk. The Folsom people that came in this country about 16,000 years ago. The so-called American Indians are Asians that came across the Bourbon Straits about 6,000 years ago. So what I'm saying is that everybody comes to this country to get benefits except black folk. Nobody wants to stick up for and fight for black folk. So you cannot solve the racial problem in this country unless you create a circumstance where black folk can acquire the wealth, power, decent communities, functional schools, and, and, and be able to take care of their own people, be self-supported, and competitive and independent. Me and our dear brother Rock Newman explaining to you city folks on the fact that, of, of how they gain their wealth. 
they got they, they got hundreds of years ahead of you. So you 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 can't sit there and line them out. Well, this is how they did it, and let me show you five steps of of how you you, you know the wealthy gain wealth. Are you are you high? <laughs> like like he says, you're playing a game, a monopoly. You cannot win. You're not gonna you're not gonna win by the American dream. No such thing as the American dream. It's the American nightmare. You're not gonna do it on an individual level. You may you may have some success. You may have a nice house and a and a better zip code, and your kid will be in a brainwashed uh, a white private school. But then you die. And 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 what is your legacy? Well, I left my my kids some some stocks and some and and and, and things. And but 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 the problem is, you so-called Christians, are conscious people. What you did was you bowed down, as I always say, to Nebuchadnezzar. Instead of changing the world or creating a new world, you just went alone to get alone so you can get yours. And that's a form of leveling up. You just go alone to get alone so you can get yours. And then you die and you you move on. You're problem solvers. That's why you're here. That's why God gave, 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 you, gave you life, to be problem solvers. Not scared-ass chickens sitting back and, and, and letting these folks, these, these, these folks make up laws. They make the shit up as they go. Oh, black folks trying to do this? I just saw a documentary on the Jim Crow North. And on how and how they, they were they were coming up with all kind of uh, 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 laws to create to, to 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 advance themselves and the value dealing with the banks as well. It was basically set out in, in, in Minnesota and in, in Minneapolis, but 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 how the banks and the system and and and, and the politicians of that of the state up to the governor. How they all were in cahoots of blocking people. Uh, 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 they had a covenant, what they called it, a covenant, of blocking black folks who could afford. In 1909, black folks had enough money. Again, when we practice group economics, we excelled. <laughs> and we abandoned that. And like he's saying, the shit that worked, we stopped doing. The shit that worked for the Jews, they still doing. The, the, the stuff that worked for the Chinese, they still doing. I, for the Irish, everybody's still doing their thing, but I black ass. We're the only ones that want to do something different so we can stand out because we, we, we like shiny things and like to be seen. And they know that. That's what they say. Get a nigga, yeah, get, get two chains a million dollars. Let, let Cardi B buy that six, that six million dollar house in, in, in Georgia. Uh, yeah, let them have it. Don't you let them niggas ever come together and do something on one accord. That's the whole thing I'm telling you about. You gotta knock this level, this level up shit. You gotta shoot that shit down and begin to come together on one accord. Because the, the before things get better, it's going to get a whole lot worse. Got an election coming up in 2020. They're going to do all kind of shit in that year. 
on an economic level for distraction and all kind of mess. Food, we got issues with food, water, the air, and you just worrying about getting your hustle on. But yet at the same time, you you, you allow a, a, a Publix or, or, or these groceries to feed your silly head instead of co-opting in your community and, and, and build your own grocery store to feed your damn self and your, and your children's children. You don't want to do that. So when they decide to cut your ass off from the food and water, they do so because you don't own shit. <laughs> you don't feed yourselves. But you're leveling up. You're sounding like a fool. A, a, a complete idiot, what you sound like. I'm going to wrap this thing up. And I'm going to play this final thing that Dr. Claude was talking about. He was talking about group, group economics. And then I'm, I'm, I'm going to sign off with Dr. Shahrazad Ali. Listen, guys, thank you all for tuning up. Tuning up. Y'all were inspired by this, man. And I'm telling you, we got to get together, man, as a group on one accord. We're going to start building, getting to know your neighbors, man, uniting, have an exit. Somebody got water. Somebody got food. Somebody got medical supplies. Somebody got the flashlight. But but, but as, as a community of people, we got to unify. My slogan is unify or die. As we always say in parting, to love yourselves, and you know yourself, and to know yourself comes by the same time as God. We love you, peace. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to end with Dr. Claude Anderson, and then I'm going to flip over to Dr. Shahrazad Ali. God bless. What I want to hear. Yeah. And when you do that, once you build that community, then you start practicing group economics. Mm-hmm. And, and typically, see, the rule of thumb in group economics is this is that your money should bounce eight to 12 times before it leaves your hands and spin around within the group. Right. And so in, in this country right now, Hispanic money typically bounces six to seven times. Mm-hmm. White money bounces eight to 12 times. Mm-hmm. Asian and Arab money bounces 12 to 13 times, I mean 13 to 14 times. Jewish money bounces 18 times. Black money doesn't bounce once. Yeah. And what do you mean by that bounce? That means that you get a dollar from a job or a business that you are operating, and you go spend that money with somebody that looks like you. That's right. You got it. That's what you spend with your own people first. And see, what's happening right now is that everybody else does this but us. And see, right now, you, you, as long as you've been on this earth, you've never seen, for instance, a white person get in his car on a Saturday morning, drive down to a black neighborhood, go into a black store and buy something produced by a black people that's being sold by a black person. They boycott you. Everybody's boycotting black neighborhoods and black products. And then we, we go to Chinatown, but Chinese don't come to black towns to buy anything. We don't produce anything. We are zero producers, 100% consumers. Nobody's bringing money to our communities. So our money is not bouncing around. But what I recommend the black folk do, to do is that once we build these communities and go back to where we used to be, see, one time black folk had businesses. We had some fine businesses before integration. Integration destroyed black communities and black businesses. We, we, we used to be able to walk around in any black community. You could find grocery stores, party stores, liquor stores, discount stores, hotels, nightclubs, yeah. buses, cab companies, everything. Yeah. We have nothing now. Yeah. We got to go back and rebuild these communities, then, 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 then start marking your money and say, now I got, I got a dollar bill. I'm going to put a check mark on this dollar bill. I'm going to make sure that before this dollar bill leaves a black hand, that, it, that leave black, it, it must have at least 12 marks on it. And, that, and once you start doing that, you can start practicing group economics. Because right now we don't practice that group now group economics. As soon as a black person gets paid 
rock, he'll run immediately to a suburbs or to a non-black-owned store and spend his money. But nobody's rushing to spend money with you. So we got a balance of trade deficit. Everybody's coming into our community, setting up, franchise, setting up McDonald's and Burger Kings and taking the money out, but nobody's bringing any money in. And we're not going to anybody else's community bringing the money back to the black community. you got a balance of trade deficit. And that, and, and that is totally destructive for black folks. You're not living off enough money to be able to, to be a competitive people because you're giving your money away. And, uh, and, and again, like in Detroit, Michigan, I told Detroit, Detroit way back that they're going to become impoverished and go into bankruptcy. Now, after you got, after you got about a, you got about $11 million billion worth of annual income in this city, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of tax revenue uh, and for, for what you put into your food service, your universities, your schools, and running your city, you got $11 million. And right now, but you're going bankrupt because if you're not practicing group economics. Had you circulate that money ten times in Detroit rather than running to the suburbs, you would have a hundred and ten million billion dollars. You know, we're just about out of time. Well, let's leave it here that we need to bring the welfare system. We have to give up our men. You have to put the man out of the house. When the white farm wife goes to the government for subsidy for the farm, they don't tell her to get rid of the farm and they keep that family together. But in the black community, they make it a requirement because they want to keep endorsing into the black community that the black man is no good and that he is not deserving of respect. He is not deserving of us letting him give us any protection or instruction and that we are better than them. The major responsibility that the black woman has had on the earth for the over uh, the trillion years that we have been here has been one of nutrition and birthing children. Those two things have a great deal to do with the survival of any people, reproduction of the nation, and feeding them the proper food so that they can live. Those are very important jobs. Those are very powerful positions because it puts us in a position to decide who's going to live or die and how slow they're going to die by what we feed them. We have a very powerful position. That, that's not a, a small role that we play. We have just been taught to misrepresent and misuse that power. The, the people who we have been counting on to give us the truth about how to get along uh, have failed. The white people don't know how to get along. They don't have that information except They don't get along with nobody on earth. So they don't have no information to impart to us about how we're supposed to get along. They change their relationship rules at will. We have, you know, tons of black children around this country that I hear from who have grown up traumatized by the fact that they were referred to as the outside child. You know, when we were having children like that, they called it illegitimate children until the white woman started having them, and that's single parenting. They changed the rules part to what they're doing. But I called on our people to change them depending on what we want to do, what our needs are. There's another need that has not been addressed in our community, no, because nobody would deal with it, and that's one that God did not create three sexes. We only have men and women. Now, I have not said that we should reject the sisters who try and act like men and the men who try and act like women. I'm not saying to reject them from among us, but they need to be taught. We don't have to accept that as some kind of normalcy because that's not normal. I'm trying to demonstrate how... They have set rules that they have forced us to follow that they don't even follow themselves. They change the rules to suit them when they get ready. We can change them to suit us when we get ready, especially if we have what we have now, which is a failing system. It hasn't worked for us. We don't have to be ashamed that it hasn't worked for us. But we do have to be ashamed of the fact that we keep plodding behind.
find it and not trying to make the corrections that will help our people to survive. He wants to keep us separated from our family. Because he knows that. 